0: the people who have that miracle power would be the truest and purest and most, most faithful students of the Scripture, wouldn't they? Because those are the ones God would authenticate. But you can name the list. Well, Al Mohler's never claimed to do a miracle, R.C. Sproul's never claimed to do a miracle or receive a revelation from God. And, and yet we all know that these are the trustworthy teachers of the gospel. Within the body of Christ... There are two
1: camps, people who believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased and people who believe that the gifts of the Holy Spirit continue today, that God does still heal, that God still uses people to speak in tongues, interpret in tongues, prophecy and so forth and so forth. But there's something that I've observed that is an argument that is often from the camp of cessationists, people who believe they ceased, and that is that people who are of a charismatic or Pentecostal movement or denomination are often always driven by experiences. And that experience is really what informs them in how they determine what is true and what is false. And instead of a trusting and a grounding in the scripture, there is an emotionally led decision driven process. And I think that this is fair. I think there are a lot of people in the charismatic movements of the world uh, that who do lean on emotionalism and and sometimes at the cost of scripture. You know, I think that we have a balance that we need to walk here, where emotions are important. God gave us emotions. He allowed us to experience him. But then on the other hand, he gave us a mind to understand and read the scripture and determine what is true. But on the other hand, I also want to submit to you something else. The people who are often in the camp of cessationism have a similar problem that they struggle with, and that is that they are sometimes emotionally driven in their decision making, too. How often times have I actually heard uh, people of that cessationist camp say, well, I don't experience the gift of healing in my circle or in my leaders so therefore it cannot be for today anymore or i have not experienced the gift of tongue so it cannot be for today anymore or i have experienced an incorrect usage of it or i have i have not experienced it at all all right there's this experience that is already at the backbone often of why they believe what they believe. And and, and that's OK. A lot of us and have have beliefs because we were raised in that environment and we have that experience. But ultimately, the question is, is are we leaning on that experience? Because, see, I didn't grow up as a charismatic. I didn't grow up as someone in in the gifts of the spirit in the church like that. Instead, I grew up Dutch Reformed. And so as I grew up Dutch Reformed in South Africa and I had no experience, I came to God after reading the word alone with no one around me to to advise me. And I said, Lord, I need to understand what is true. I have no experience with a lot of the things in the Bible, like what we see in the book of Acts and the miraculous that followed the life of the disciples and the 72 elders and the early church. I don't see that in my life. And yet, what do I do with this? And it is actually from no experience that I came and I said, Lord, I'm willing to lean on what your Bible says. Even if I don't see any of it, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. And it is actually from that perspective where the father started revealing, started bringing my experience in alignment with the word of God, because I was willing to make myself void and empty and not judge him based of what I see but judge him and the word based off what he said. And then seeing if I could experience what he said by stepping into the things he has prepared for me. See, brothers sisters, there is a place where we need to come when we're saying, Lord, I may not have experienced it. I may have had bad experiences. I may have had traumatic experiences. But God, your word says I'm supposed to be able to live a certain Christian life that has a certain type of experience. And if that experience is not what I'm experiencing, there's something wrong with what I believe there's something wrong with maybe even my what I think of as of my circle of people, because what if you don't experience what the Bible has because no one around you has done it and maybe they don't experience it because all of your circle of people believe that they are not to be experienced. They are not for you. They are not for today because they haven't experienced it. And it's this cycle of non-experience that then drives our decisions. And it leaves us with no experience. It leaves us with making a decision based off that no non-experience. But not based off scripture see scripture never states that these things will cease. In fact, when it happens in Acts chapter two, as the men speak in tongues and prophesy, Peter gets up and explains what is happening and says he quoting Joel in the last days. We have young men and old men having dreams and visions and prophecy. And these things are to be in the last days. Well, are we in the last days is the question. Did Peter live in the last days and you don't live in the last days anymore? And if you do live in the last days, then aren't we supposed to still be seeing what they saw in the last days? Because ultimately, this is the period that he sets these things for. And if you don't experience these things and you say, well, I don't experience it and that's it. That's why it's not for today anymore. I have to ask you a sincere question. Well, who are you? Who do we think we are? If we are going to say that because I or this other person did and experience something that we can now make a teaching from that. How can we then from our experience make a thus says the Lord from that? You say, well, PD, I haven't said thus says the Lord. That's what the that's what some of the charismatics do. And I'll tell you, well, you're supposed to be a mouthpiece for God. So when you teach that these things have ceased, you are teaching that this is the voice of God. is saying that these things have ceased. So we can't go and criticize those who say, thus says the Lord, and believe in prophecy, while we, thus says the Lord, that these things are not for today anymore. And we actually get that justification from our experience, not from the Scriptures
0: themselves. The people who claim to do miracles all have bad theology. Do, are we supposed to believe that God is authenticating deceivers? Are, are we supposed to believe that God the Holy Spirit has given miracle power to people who have bad theology? You know, if, uh, if, if God was giving miracle power to people, the people who have that miracle power would be the truest and purest and most, most faithful students of the Scripture, wouldn't they? because those are the ones God would authenticate. But you can name the list. Well, Al Mohler's never claimed to do a miracle. R.C. Sproul's never claimed to do a miracle or receive a revelation from God. And, And yet we all know that these are the trustworthy teachers of the gospel. What we see and don't
1: see isn't what determines biblical truth, the Bible is. So if you want to find out what the Bible says, about cessationism, check out my teaching right up here linked for you called Tasting Cessationism, where I go and look at every single cessationist argument made and test it to scripture. Thank you for joining me. Subscribe to this channel, like this video, and I'll see you in the next one. Many blessings and shalom to you.